Welcome to the Empowered You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Espino, a former licensed social worker turned spiritual empowerment coach and transformational speaker. And I am on a mission to help you rediscover who you truly are on a soul level so you can create the life you truly desire and make the impact that only you were born to make. This unfiltered podcast is your weekly Espino Espresso shot of empowerment, information, strategies, incredible guests, fun, and so much more all geared towards helping you believe with pure conviction that you are more than enough and have the power and abilities within you to make your dreams and desires a reality. Because let me tell you, sunshine, the world needs you. Now let's get this party started. Welcome back, Sunshine, to another episode of the Empowered You podcast. Bow, bow, bow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today's episode is the infamous Ayahuasca episode that I've been promising you guys. I asked you guys on my Instagram stories, I took a poll and I said, would you want to hear about my experience? And everyone said yes. And then last episode, you guys were introduced to my girl, Isa Mendoza, who she is, you know, she talked about plant medicine and she organized this actual retreat. And I, I totally uh, said in that episode how, okay, well, next episode, I'll be talking about my experience. But I purposely did that because I wanted you guys to, inter- to be introduced to Isa because I wanted you to get more um, familiarity with plant medicine first and foremost, because this episode, I'm really just talking about personal experiences. Like I'm not going into the education of what is ayahuasca or what is plant medicine, what is actually happening, happening or anything like that. Like I'm not coming from the lens of a, a researcher or a teacher. I'm coming from the lens of this was like why I did it. This was my experience. This is how I felt afterwards. And here are some lessons that I received from it. So it's really, really personal experience. But I will tell you guys guys, I did this ayahuasca experience, um, retreat in the beginning of December, December, I think was 12 or something. And it was a three day, a three day retreat. And it was, I did, I was a part, I participated in two ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, guys, it literally like I'm recording this, what a month and a couple days after. And the resistance is so real. Honestly, like before, first of all, I've been pushing this off like no other, but I knew today I was like, all right, today is the day I'm going to record it. But I've been pushing this off like no other. And today, before I started hitting record, I was like talking to my friend Elvita and I was talking to my friend Anthony. And I was just like processing with them because telling them that I have so much resistance toward this episode, because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I experienced, you know, like I'm still trying to figure out what the deeper lessons here, like I'm still processing, I'm still integrating. And that's usually not how I like to come, how I like to approach story time, right? So if you've been rocking with me for the, since the jump of um, Empower You podcast, you guys know that I share, I share stories all the time, but usually I share stories with the knowing of like, okay, this is the lesson, this is the reason, this is the purpose. And at this time, yes, I have certain lessons, but I'm still trying to figure it out myself. So I just felt so much resistance. And also like, because it's been a month, I'm like, am I going to remember everything? And in how I perceived it, was that really even it? Like, guys, you don't even know. So there has been a lot on my heart and I just 
thought like today when I was processing it with my friends, I was just like, you know what? Worst case scenario. First of all, I'm just going to be honest because you guys know this is all about this podcast, all about transparency, authenticity, authenticity and vulnerability. So I was just going to be honest with you guys, you know, set the intention, do my best in sharing my experience. And then also I was thinking, you know what? Because I'm still integrating, because I'm still processing, maybe I will do a follow up episode in a couple months and just share like, you know, afterthoughts or after lessons from my ayahuasca experience. I'm not really sure, honestly. Um, and so we're just going to go with the flow and see what comes through. But also like I have my notebook. So I brought a journal, which shout out to my girl, Tam. Um, I have a journal that she bought me um, that she sent that she gifted me and I love it. It's so powerful. And I, I knew I was going to use this for something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I use this particularly for the ayahuasca experience. So I might, you know, pause this and then reread because so much has happened that it's hard for me to remember it all. But my intention is not to use my journal that I'll just know exactly what to say and when to say it. But I do have my journal here. I might pause it or I might even actually just read to you what I wrote. I'm not really sure. We're just going to see how this goes um, and go from there. So first and foremost, ayahuasca, what is it? Just like, well, no, no. First, first, let me do a disclaimer because, you know, in today's world, I feel like you always got to do disclaimers. So disclaimer, I am not a health professional in any way. I'm only speaking from my personal experiences here and I'm not telling you what to do. I really strongly recommend that you do your due, your due diligence if you're feeling called to ayahuasca, because especially after my experience, I truly believe that it's not for everyone. Um, and if you are going to do it, you definitely need a support team, which I'll talk about that a little more in the future in this episode, but you definitely need support when you come back from the experience, because it's that, it's that like intense and like changing and, um, that it's so crucial. So I really, I don't recommend for like, if you're just like, you know, I just want to try it, you know, cause it's kind of trendy a little now. I do not recommend that at all. So just, you know move forward accordingly, like do your research. Um, and don't, and this is not in any way like a recreational drug at all. Um, and you know, cancel clearly on drug because it's not a drug, it's a plant medicine. Um, and I feel like when you say drug, that's just like, I guess it was just like a common, um, I don't know, thought, I guess, uh, reoccurring, but it's not. And you have, Oh my God, this is so difficult for me. Um, but because the plant medicine is so respected that it's so disrespectful. Like I feel very disrespectful right now to the, to mother ayahuasca for calling it a drug because it is not a drug in any way. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that and just make sure I, I stress that because it's not, but so ayahuasca is a specific type of plant medicine that is known to be one of the most powerful healing modalities known to humankind. Ayahuasca is made from mixing and brewing two different plants found in the Amazon forest. There are hallucinogenic properties in them. And the purpose of ayahuasca is to experience more um, healing, to travel to deeper dimensions, to have spiritual enlightenment. Um, and it's known to really like break down re your reality and get like have like an ego death temporarily, not always, but it's possible. 
Um, that's really like the spiel I'm going to give you with ayahuasca, like do your own due diligence. I honestly, I'm reading from, I was Googling it research and I copied and pasted it and I was reading it from my documents right now. So, um, do your due diligence. There's so much information out there, you know, reach out to Isa if you're, you know, if you're more, um, curious to know more about it. But again, this episode is not about that. Like, it's not about like, what is it? What's happening? What's going on? No, it's more about just my experience. So. All right, ayahuasca, let's talk about it. I have been familiar with ayahuasca for about, mm, I want to say like a year and a half. I'm listening to Luke's story, his podcast. He had um, like parts of his ayahuasca experience and it was very fascinating. And I listened to that like maybe like a year and a half ago. Then fast forward to our, um, Elvita and I ran a retreat in November of 2019 and Isa attended and Isa just got back from her experience, um, her ayahuasca experience in Costa Rica. So I remember her talking about it and her like really, you could see how passionate she was about it. She was so lit up from the experience. And again, I didn't feel called to do ayahuasca, but it was one of those things where it was like, just like brought to my reality again, right? So then fast forward, maybe like a year later, there was this one week where literally I was, I had like sign after sign after sign about ayahuasca. Cause what they say about ayahuasca is that you she'll like them plant medicine. She'll call you whether it's through conversation books, signs, like you'll just feel this like call to it. Like this, um, it's not just like you wake up one day and you're just like, I'm going to do ayahuasca. Like it just, it, it, it's like a calling. It's hard to explain, but basically what happened for me was in one week, I had two VIP clients who experienced their own, one experienced um, a plant medicine ceremony with uh, San, Fag, San Pedro, but at that time I thought it was ayahuasca. Um, and then another VIP client experienced her own ayahuasca experience. And then I was doing a podcast episode with a guest and the guest mentioned her um, plant medicine experience with ayahuasca. And I was just like, you know what, there's a reason why in one week, I just keep hearing ayahuasca and people that I know are experiencing it. And then Isa, who I love and I trust, she was like, hey, I'm organizing an ayahuasca retreat. You know, are you interested? Or maybe I reached out to her. I don't remember, honestly. Um, but I just felt like that was so full circle for us, especially because, you know, she attended my retreat and now I'm attending her retreat. And it was so, it was like, there's no one more that I trust to do this around. And I just wanted to do it with her. Like she has such a grounding, motherly, like nurturing energy. And I just really trusted her. And I'm like, you know what? There's a reason. This all happened within less than a week. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And me myself, I've been doing a lot of healing work. I joined um, Jim Fortin's transformational coaching program with Elvita. And that was incredible. And I learned so much and I had such realizations. And then this retreat was towards the end of that program. So I just felt like it was the time. Like I was in this healing season of like just fucking healing, right? So that's why I said, all right, I'm going to do it. Like I'm all in. So fast forward to the weekend of the ayahuasca experience. Now it all started when I was driving there because guess what? Your girl got a speeding ticket. So I was in New York state and I got a speeding ticket and I knew, I knew from that moment, I'm like the experience already started. There's messages here. There's a lesson with, um, me getting a speeding ticket. I'm like, what is the lesson? It could be like, 
me trying to rush the process, right? Like me trying to get to the destination and not really enjoy the journey or enjoy the process and just like rushing to spiritual enlightenment, rushing to healing, rushing to whatever, right? So I knew, I was like, all right, there's something here. It's already started. So that happened. So I, I get to the retreat home and beforehand, I want to let you know that I had an intention. So they really encourage everyone to have an intention when you, when you're sitting with ayahuasca. And my intention was, um, to release anything that is preventing me from stepping into my, my purpose and being of service and impact and to heal my relationship with my body and food on like a neurological and cellular level. Like I wanted to embody just a loving relationship with myself and food and all that stuff. So those were my intentions going into this, um, this retreat. So the first, the first ceremony um, there's a couple things that happen, like um, the um, the oh you're do we do it with a shaman, so I, I can't stress that enough. I know Issa mentioned that in the last episode, but um, we did it with a shaman, and the shaman has been doing this for like eight years, I believe, and she um, had like shaman helpers, I don't know, like facilitators. Um, there's like three other facilitators that sit in ceremony with us, or four other, because um, Issa also was a facilitator that sit with us um, during the experience. And that's very key. Like, I can't stress that enough. Do your due diligence. Like ayahuasca is not like, um, it's not like, um, something that you do by yourself at all, because it has that ability to open up dimensions and like, you know, there's high energies, there's low vibrational energies. There's a lot that can come through during the ceremony. So, and it, it stems from the shaman tradition. So you definitely, definitely want to do it with a shaman, but a shaman that you trust, you know, ask questions, do your due diligence. Um, Cause it's so incredibly crucial and important. And especially now that I've experienced it, I'm like, holy shit. I'm so gr grateful that I trusted Isa because I didn't do enough research. Yes. I listened to mad podcasts, like so many podcasts, but I recognize like I was doing actually more research now after I experienced it than I was before. And I'm like, well, Kel, you know, and that tends to be my, my, um, MO. Like I just go all in. Like if I feel the call, I'm all in, but like, I'm like, that was a lesson too. like, do your due diligence. But at the same time, I probably may, I don't know. I don't know if it would have scared me to not do it or because I had no idea that ayahuasca was as powerful as it was, you know, like, even though it's so weird, because I did listen to so many podcast episodes on, on so many people's experiences towards it. So I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Um, but anyway, so do your due diligence, like I can't stress that enough. But okay, so the first ceremony, and there's a lot that goes in, involved, like, um, they use hape, which is tobacco, a form of tobacco, um, that you do like before the ceremony and during the ceremony. And we're not going to go into that because that's a whole nother thing. Um, and then, but, and then there's, uh, well, anyway, okay. So that was very, I did the hape, which is like the form of tobacco. You put it through your nose. It was very intense, like super freaking intense, very uncomfortable. Um, it was just, it was a lot. Like the whole weekend was very uncomfortable. It was very intense. It was very, um, difficult, very difficult. So then going into the first ceremony. So you're, there was basically, I think like 10, 10 of us in one room and we, I had a yoga mat and other people had like their own 
you know, some had yoga mats, some had like really cool things from Amazon that was like padding. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have been more like, you know, I would have done more research. I would have got a better like pad, but whatever. Um, and we're all in this one room and it gets really, you know, all the lights are off. Um, and the shaman, she does, she invokes like, um, energies. She sets prayers to like the North, the East, the, the West, the South, like all the things, right? Like it's very, it's a beautiful ceremony. Like it's very, um, it, you could tell like it's traditional, you know, it's so, so we're all in a dark room and, um, she, we, we all drink the ayahuasca at the same time. She puts it in, the shaman was a woman. She put it in a little um, cup for us. And for me, guys, the resistance was so real. So I, I drank it and I drank it. Like if it was a shot, you know, like if it was going to be like, I drank it fast because I, like, I knew it was going to taste nasty because I heard that it tastes pretty gross. And I, I drank it so fast, like, like, like a, to be a shot. And guys, I literally was throwing it back up like eight times. And I had to put my hands on my mouth because it was, it was coming back up and then I would re-swallow it. So I had to re-swallow ayahuasca like eight times. And I didn't throw it out, like throw it up because what's the point? Cause I'm going to have to bring it back in. So I was like, there was no point in that. So I just kept like gagging and like it literally coming back up and that, and then back down. And I knew I was like, although I kept telling myself to surrender to the medicine, that was a clear indication that I had so much physical resistance, but also my ego was resisting, resisting it as well. And also there was a, like a, a correlation between me like the speeding ticket right like wanting to rush to the healing like wanting to rush to enlightenment wanting to you know um, rush to the destination that was a perfect example of me trying to take the ayahuasca and like rushing it down and it was like oh man it it tastes like not that I ever tasted charcoal 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 but it it felt like if I would that's what it would taste like like it just was it was not enjoyable, but it was doable. Right. But it was not enjoyable. And eventually after like the eighth time, I finally like it went down and then, you know, you're just like, it doesn't hit you right away. It takes some time, but you really lose time, like the sense of time during the ceremonies. Um, it was overnight. And so there's music playing, but no one's, no one's speaking. Like it's very personal. Although you're in a room with so many other people, it's very personal. And, um, so the music is playing all these different songs. Um, and then eventually like I started feeling like your bot, my body started feeling like it was like, kind of like melting a little, and I felt very heavy in my body. So I, I laid down. And then all of a sudden you start hearing purging, like people throwing up because everyone has a bucket because um, part of ayahuasca is there's a purge, whether you're throwing up, whether you're um, burping, whether you have gas, whether you have to go to the bathroom and shit, like, you know, like um, it's a sense of release. It's a sense of purging. So you, it's very fascinating because you're totally like under influences. I can't explain it. I wish I could put it into words, but like, it's so hard to explain. Like if you've experienced it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But like, it's so difficult to explain, but like, you're so out of it, like in your body and everything. But at the same time, you're so present, like for the, my first ceremony anyway. So consciously, like I was there, like I, I, you're, 
you're, I was present to like, I heard the, the gagging on the other side of the room, like the throwing up, the purging, you know, the person next to me was literally having like an orgasmic experience with his ceremony, with his own ceremony and his own journey. And I was hearing all this and I kept telling myself, Kelly, be present, stop focusing on like the outside noise, like be present, be present. Um, and my body just started feeling so crazy, so weird. And I was like, do I have to throw up? I'm like, and then I heard no, because I was, I was feeling nauseous and it was just like a lot. And then with the music, so my first ceremony, it, I didn't really have that many visuals, but the music, um, sometimes I would, I would see like I, the visual I did get from the music is some waves sometimes. And then also like some colors I would see sometimes. Um, and it was interesting because certain songs and this, these songs are uh, designed to heal um, certain songs that were like passed down and all that stuff. Um, I think, what are they called? Um, I forget what they're called, but just do your research guys. Um, but certain songs, like one song, I just felt like there was this indigenous woman in a village back in the day and was passing out like, um, passing out like um, apples or like fruit or something. And I was like, wow, that's really like, it's so interesting. Like that, that's what the spirit I felt of the song. And uh, that was fascinating. And that was a thing that kept going into my mind over and over. I just kept saying, wow, this is so fascinating. Wow. This is so fascinating. This is so interesting. Wow. This is so fascinating. Wow. You know, and I just kept saying that over and over in my mind. And then I would, I was trying to like, just figure it all out. Like I was, I was trying to like, I was like, but what does this mean? What does this mean? Like how, and I, I kept thinking like, oh my God, this is what the podcasters were talking about where it's like, you're not in your, like you're out of it, but you're so pre, but you're, you're so present. Like Luke, uh, Luke's story that I mentioned, he's like he, the most, cause he, he has been in recovery from substances for like 20 something years. And he says when he's on ayahuasca, he's like the most sober he's ever been. So it's like, you're, you're, you're there, but you're not there. Like it's, it's so like, I can't put it into words, honestly, it's just really difficult to explain. Um, but so, but I just kept trying to figure it out. And I'm just like, how am I going to share about this? Like how, cause I already knew I was going to do a podcast episode on this. I already knew, like, I wanted to share these lessons. I was like, but how am I going to share this? And then I would have like this battle in my head of Kelly be present. It's not about that. Be present, focus on you, surrender to the medicine, just release, let go, surrender to the medicine. And I just kept thinking, but how can I teach this? How can I share this? What, how can I impact other people? How can I be of service from this experience? Like I was just so in my head and I was so trying to figure it out. Right. And then there was a point in the ceremony where the shaman is, um, she puts a fire and she encourages everyone one at a time to come up to the fire and like throw something in the fire. I don't remember what it was, but to throw something in the fire. But before you do that, it's like to release whatever you want to let go of into the fire, right? For transmutation and to just let it go. And I, in my head, I was like, what am I going to let go of? What am I going to let go of? Because everyone was going one by one. And I was trying to force the message. And then I was like, don't like, and then, so I was trying to force the message, but then it was like, it was like, I was kept going back and forth because then like the other part of me was like, Kelly, just release, let go, surrender. The message will come intuitively, like just trust, let go. And the other part of me is like, but what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And then I was just like, all right, I let it go. 
And then eventually what came through was me wanting to let go of this energy of hard. So when things feel hard for me, and they may not even be hard. That's the thing. My, if my mind make, associates whatever it is, experience, opportunity, anything, task as hard, what I do is I resist or I distract myself or I stay small or I stay stuck or I stay in my safety zone um, when it feels hard. And what the medicine, what Mother Ayahuasca was showing me that was that was not serving me. This energy of... Um, like resisting hard was not serving me at all. It was blocking me from opportunities. It was it keeping me safe, but not in the not in a, like a good way. Keeping me safe, as in keeping me small, keeping me stuck, preventing me from really expanding, preventing me from really making the impact I was going to make. Um, because I was so like afraid of hard. When a lot of times it's not even fucking hard, right? It's just our brain making it seem like it's hard. And sometimes it is hard, but whatever. We are we're powerful people. We're powerful beings. We're strong. We'll overcome. So that's what I ended up sharing in like my fire ceremony and I released that energy of hard. Um and I went back into where I was in my yoga mat and at this point, I'm pretty sure it was this point they, there was another plant medicine that was distributed in eye drops. Now, I don't remember what the name is. Like, I have no idea. But if you do your, you know, research on plant medicine, I'm sure you'll come across it. And if you are curious, reach out to me on Instagram at it's Kelly Espino, and I can connect you with mad people now. Like, I know mad people that are in this plant medicine space, and they can definitely give you the information. And I have no problems referring you to these people. So if you want more information on anything I share, like, please don't hesitate to reach out. But anyway, so there's these plant medicines that you put in their eye drops, you put in your eyes and they burn so bad, man. They burn so bad. Um, and the whole point of it, it's like, I, I think it's like to calm you, to ground you, to open your third eye. Um, and I feel like there's other benefits and other properties to it, but I don't remember it. But it's also like, to breathe through the discomfort, to breathe through the pain, because it doesn't last forever, right? And that's like life, all our emotions, and just us and beings. Like in this lifetime, we're not we're not gonna be here forever. Hold on, guys. Okay, I'm back. So I had to pause the recording because I literally had like a coughing attack, right? Like I don't know what happened, but my throat, like, so I wonder what's what that means right now. Like I wonder. I don't know if there's resistance in me speaking this or I don't know. But anyway, back to the story. So these eye drops are so uncomfortable. And what I recognize is that the whole experience is hard. So it's funny because Mother Ayahuasca was showing me that I resist hard. But then she's also showing me through this ceremony and through everything that's attached to the ceremony that is all hard, quote unquote hard. It's all uncomfortable. It's all like, there's times where you really experience like pain, legit pain. I mean, it's not, it's not forever. It's it definitely, you breathe through it, but it's showing me that I can do hard, that I can do uncomfortable, that I can overcome, that not everything, like everything is temporary, like not to be so attached to the hard energy. So I definitely got that from the experience. So um, that pretty much was my first ceremony. And what the shaman said before we even went into the ceremony was like, your first ceremony is like if you're on a date with Mother Ayahuasca, right? 
And she said, the second ceremony is like you, you and I, Mother Ayahuasca is married. Um, it's definitely, it's always a different experience. And so that was my first, first experience. I honestly feel like it wasn't that intense, but it was a, like a lot, like it was a lot. And what they recommend is that night, cause it's, it's like all throughout the night <clears throat> and then you try to sleep, but it's very hard to sleep. And then in the morning, there's an integration circle where everyone really shares their story, right? So at night, I was writing in my journal because I didn't want to forget all of this because it was like so like, whoa. Um, and basically what I got from my first ceremony and people say all the time with ayahuasca that you're always going to be integrating what you learned and like it could be like two years later and you'll be like, holy shit, that's what mother Ayahuasca was trying to teach me. So it's, it's very unfolding this process. But what I got from the experience is that, okay. Um, the hard energy, right? Like we already talked about that. Like definitely, I already kind of knew that, but it was really like, it came in effing strong as hell in this, in this ceremony, but also me trying to figure shit out, right? So my mind at first wanted to be like, oh, you know, I want to be of service. I want to make an impact. So I want to, I want to know what's happening. Like me trying to force the medicine to teach me the lesson, me trying to figure out and force energy, a lot of masculine energy of trying to figure it out so that I can be of service, right? That's what I genuinely thought was happening, right? But what I recognized, and I even shared that in my integration circle, I, I, I was like, I could not get out of my head. I couldn't get into my heart. You know, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out how I can share this in a podcast episode, how I can share this with other people, how can I can apply these lessons to others to help them and be of service. So I genuinely like, in all part of me thought that was what's up, right? Then later on that day, I was talking to my girl, Isa, and Isa brought to my attention, like, girl, that could be ego. Like, cause she was sharing her own experience. And it was like, er she was saying that it was her being arrogant and whatever. And I recognized, I'm like, oh my God, you're so fucking right. My ego is trying to disguise it as service and impact, but in reality, it's me wanting to um, be significant. It's me wanting to be valued. It's me wanting to be needed. It's me wanting to, yes, help other people, of course, be of impact, be of service, but more for my ego, more to get recognition, to get acceptance, to get, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, holy shit balls, like, wow. Ego is so freaking sneaky, sneaky. And again, it's not to say that I don't want to be of service because I wouldn't be doing this work if I didn't want to be of service, right? Like I wouldn't want to be like, it just wouldn't, I wouldn't be coaching. I wouldn't be doing this, right? But very much the ego was definitely, definitely trying to, um, trying to just be significant, right? Like, so it was very, it was very um, fascinating. And I knew going into the second ceremony, I was like, all right, my intention is to get out of my head into my heart and really fully surrender to this medicine. And oh my gosh, guys. So for the second day before the, 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 the second ceremony, guys, I was so nervous. I had such a nervous feeling in my stomach. I really, I felt so, so fucking nervous. And I knew, and I was like, I forget who I was talking to, but I, I knew that this ceremony, the second ceremony was going to be life altering. Like I knew it, but I was nervous because I didn't know how mother ayahuasca was going to 
facilitate that. Like, I didn't know how Mother Ayahuasca was going to deliver that because you hear such stories, right? Everyone's um, Ayahuasca experience is always different. It's never the same ever, ever, ever. And everyone has their own unique experience. And there's stories where it's absolutely terrifying. There's stories where it's like orgasmic, like two of the people next to me had orgasmic experiences, legit. They had orgasms. I mean, not full to full completion, but like they could have, like, that's what they were expressing the next day. So it's not, so there's so, you don't, you just never know, honestly. But what they always tell you is like, you have to trust that mother ayahuasca will only give you what you can handle. And that what is what you need and what's for your highest good. Right. So I was just fucking scared. Like I just had a feeling like mother ayahuasca was going to slap the shit out of me. Like I just, I just, I don't know, but it was really, really scary. I had so much anxiety going into this and I was really scared that I was going to shit myself guys. Like I'm not going to lie. I was very, very scared that I was going to shit myself. And I was like, please do not shit yourself because you hear story. Like, um, I was listening to a podcast and the guy like shitted himself and it happens. Right. And I was so scared. I was like, I do not want to be that person that shits herself. Like I was, um, so like that, I know that's TMI, but luckily I did not thank God. Um, but I was very nervous about it, but I feel like because of my anxiety, I was able to like release that stuff like TMI, but I was able to release it before the ceremony. Thank God. Um, but anyway, I just had that feeling and guys, holy shit. So the shaman this time around the second ceremony, because she, she asked me, Oh, always the second ceremony, you get a little bit more, I guess. I don't know if that's like a, for everyone, but that's what she did. And she asked me, she's like, so did that, you didn't get, she's like, so you didn't get visuals last, you know, last night. And I was like, no, um, kind of not really. And she's like, what did you, you just had one serving. Right. And I was like, yeah. So this time around, she gave me three servings, right. In one, in one cup. And I drank it slowly. So I learned from the first time not to like, take it back like a shot. I drank it slowly and slowly, like very slowly. It's like, it's, it doesn't happen over it. Like it doesn't happen right away, but once, once it hits you, oh my gosh, guys, I literally was not, I was in a whole nother world. Like I was not in this human world. Like I was in a whole nother world world. And I'm going to try my absolute best to put this into words because it's so hard even now like talking about it like uh, it's so hard to interpret things because how our mind wants to make it seem versus was it really the reality like how my perspective is my interpretation of it is it really what mother ayahuasca was telling me i don't know and guys when you hear this you're gonna think you're gonna be like holy shit that sounds like you're crazy like because it, it it was crazy so all right so that i'm in full-blown journey, right? Like I'm in a journey of not in this world. Like I was not in like in the first ceremony where I told you I was very present. Like I heard things around me, but like in the second ceremony, I was not present. I was not in this human world. Like I was not, you couldn't tell me anything because I wouldn't hear you because I wasn't here. Right. So all of a sudden in the vision or whatever, what occurred, what I experienced was that I was on a like operating table and they were aliens, right? And these aliens, there was a bunch of them and they were like, they had like clipboards and I couldn't really see their face or anything like that, but they were like, um, 
I saw like their, their bodies, right? Like, um, but it, it's hard to explain like figures. There you go. I didn't see bodies. Like they weren't like, it, it was like human bodies, but it was like dark figures. And I just had a knowing that they were aliens and they were like having, um, boards, like, and taking notes, like almost like, you know, doc, like a doctor, like a clipboard. And they were like taking notes on me and I was just there. And I was so fucking terrified because at this point, guys, the me the medicine took me out so much that I didn't remember that I took the medicine. So this was very much my world. Like I literally thought aliens abducted me. Like, cause again, I didn't remember that I was at a retreat. I did not remember that I took the medicine. I literally thought that aliens abducted me and were, you know, picking at me and like testing me and all that stuff. So I was terrified. Then there was a part where I, I started, um, it felt like an alien mind control. It felt like an alien, aliens took over our planet, like literally like a movie, like took over our planet and we were all in mind control, which means they were telling, I was pushing, like they were making us do this movement where you put your hands over your face and you just keep putting your hands um, through your back, through the back of your head to the front of your face over and over and over to your right and your left, your right and your left. And I kept doing that. And I wanted to stop. Like my mind was like, no, I don't want to do this, but I couldn't help it because the aliens were doing mind control and they were forcing us to do it. And it was one of those things in this experience. I thought the whole world was under mind control, but I didn't, I couldn't see anyone else. It was just my personal experience. But in that energy, I thought the whole world was under mind control and the whole world was doing these motions that they were making us do. And what I, what I felt like they were laughing and they were saying like, see you silly human. You think you have all the control. You don't have control. And like, they literally like took over. And even now as I'm talking, I have chills because I'm feeling the, like the emotional charge from it. It luckily at this point, it's not as high, but it was so fucking terrifying guys. I was terrified. It was so scary. And again, because I don't remember, like at this point, I thought this was real. I thought it was like, oh my God, this is like a movie. Like we have no control at all. And like the aliens were like, and they didn't talk, but it was all through like thoughts. Like what, like what I heard is like them just being like silly human. Like you think you have control. You're so insignificant. We can overpower you in the, in the, like a blink of an eye. Look, you can't stop. And I just kept like, I was literally under mind control, but the thing was, I was under mind control, but I still had my mind. So I was still like, what is happening? Oh my God, this is like a movie. Oh my God. This is like, you know what I see? Like, I just could not, but I couldn't stop actually doing the movements so it was like I it was mind control because they were moving my body but my actual mind was trying to fight it and was trying to be like I can't believe this our world came to this like oh my god this is I was like this is how civilizations are are ruined oh my god like it was it was so freaking scary and at this point like I don't feel like I'm in a body like I'm just um I'm just an energy it's it was just so crazy and then what part of okay and then I it was almost like I was I realized I was dying I legit was dying and what it felt like was 
you know, like a energy switch, like a light, like a light when you turn it on, but it has the dimming features where you can dim the light on and off. And there's all different like layers, uh, levels of light. It felt like that, like it, like the aliens were telling, like, were trying to kill me. Like I was trying, to, like I was dying. Um, and I, at first I didn't recognize I was dying. And then I realized, oh my God, like I'm, tr they're trying to kill me. I'm trying, I'm dying here. And it, it felt like the light of like the trying to dim my light all the way off. And there was this black figure that like popped up that told me surrender, just release release control, surrender, trust. But it was scary because I was freaking out because I was like, oh my God, like, first of all, aren't you supposed to know you're about to die? Like, I literally like, guys, I kid you not because I, I, I literally thought I died. And I was like, aren't you supposed to be like intuitive? Like, aren't you supposed to know you're about to die? Like, you can just die like this. And then I was like, where are my ancestors? Where are my angels? Where's the light? You know, like what you hear with these near um, after death experiences and what I always believed. I was like, where's the light? So it was nothing of what I thought death was gonna look like. And then I just, this energy, this figure telling me to surrender and let go. And it was scaring me, but I almost like, I almost, the dimming of the light almost went all the way off. And then I fought it. I fought it. And I was like, no, like, I do not accept this. I'm not dying. Like, no. Um, and it was so fucking scary. And then I got like to the next scene of me just trying to fight and being like, wait, what about my, my, my family? Like, what about, you know, what about me? Like, what, like, who am I? Like, what is this world? Like, where did I go? And it just like, I kept being told like, you're, you're not that you're not your, those identities. Like you're not Kelly. You're not who cares. Like you're not your, your family. You're not, you're not, you're not who you're holding on to be. And you're just conscious matter. Like literally like the, like just kept trying to tell me like, you're just like, you're just black matter in the cosmos. Like, and I just kept trying to fight, fight it of like, no, but what about like, what about, you know, um, my fan? And I just kept going back to what about my family? Like, oh my God, like, I'm never going to go back. Like, who am I? What, you know, what's going on? Like, so terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And it just kept telling me like, get over it. You're not those identities. Now you're just black matter. Like, you're just going to be here forever. Like, just sit tight, have, you know, this is where you're going to be. And I was just so terrified. And I was like, I remember thinking like, oh my God, did I shit myself? <laughs> Cause I was still like scared that I, was, like, that I shit myself. And this was towards the end of the journey. I was like, oh my God, did I shit myself? Like, oh my God, like who am? And I just kept being told like, it doesn't matter. You're not your body. You're not even like, you're not your body. You're not Kelly. You're not, you know, Myra's daughter. You're not an entrepreneur. You're none of that. That is not like your black matter. So like, that's it. And I kept trying to fight it. And then, oh man, just talking about it. I'm like, so like, this is why I honestly have been resisting this so much because it just was so fucking intense. Um, and you guys are getting the version of me integrating and releasing emotional charge because I, I had a lot of support in this, but just, yo, if you would have caught me a couple days after the retreat, yo, it was, I was a hot ass mess. But anyway, so, so it's towards the end of the journey. 
I'm legit thinking, you know, I'm part of the cosmos and I'm fighting it and I just could not completely surrender. Then all of a sudden I become more like, I hear the shaman, there you go. I hear her like singing She's and she sang like an angel. Oh my God, so beautiful. But she's singing and slowly but surely I start getting back grounded to this human experience. And it almost felt like if you were watching a movie and you know how like, let's say you're watching a movie and they rewind the script, like they rewind it. That's how I felt. It felt like the aliens came back all of a sudden and they rewinded my experience and told me, see, look, this is what's possible. Like we can, we can end your life and we can take it from that, like a, a matter of a second and you have absolutely no control and you are so insignificant, but we're going to like throw you a bone and we're going to, we're going to bring it back. Like if that didn't happen, like rewind it all back just to show me that it's possible and that they have the power to do it, but that like they're rewinding it. So at first I still couldn't believe it. Like I came back to the reality and I was like, this is not real. Like, this is the aliens. They're trying to trick me. Like, I, I did not even think it was real. Then as the um, shaman kept singing, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is real. I'm back. I'm, I am a human. I'm Kelly. Oh my God, my family still exists. Oh my God, I didn't shit myself. Like, oh my God. Like, and I, first of all, felt so fucking grateful that I was still alive, right? And then what I kept saying was, whoa, 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 whoa. I literally could not stop saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And just like putting my hands to my head and my, my, I, I just kept saying, whoa, I could not stop saying, whoa, because what I experienced, and it's hard for me to put into words, but what I, what I experienced was like, what the, what the books say, like that we're not our bodies. We're not these identities. We're not what the ego tries to tell us we are. We're, we're energy. And I, I figured, I realized that in that moment. And it also like the energy of like, oh my God, we're so insignificant. There's so many galaxies out there that it's like, who are we? We're like, we're nothing. And not, and like, not in the way of like, because the shadow of that, of feeling like insignificant is like you not feeling worthy or deserving or anything like that. But not when I, that's not the energy I got. It was like, you're so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So the things that you hold on so dear, is it, it's not insignificant. Your problems are insignificant, not to um, minimize what I experienced, my human experience or anything like that, but to really like, there's so much, there's so, it's so much more greater. Like, it has nothing to do with all these human problems. Like it's so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And I was just like, and you know, you read that in like books and stuff and like you, you consciously you're like, okay, like I get it, but you don't fucking get it until you really experience something like that. And it's like, whoa, I fucking get it. But like to the mo to the capacity that I can get it because, um, I'll go into that a little bit more, but I got it to the capacity that I could get it. But I was just like so shook from that experience, so shook. Um, and it's interesting because now when I look back, I'm like, was that an ego death? I think now looking back, it wasn't an ego death, but I think it was supposed like it was like Mother Ayahuasca was trying for me to have an ego death to just completely get like, to completely surrender my identities, to surrender, you know, my body and like needing, do I have to shit, surrender my name, surrender my family, like let it all go. And like, I think if I was, if I gave my, if I was able to fully release that and not be so terrified, cause I was just still in terror, uh, terror and panic and not wanting that 
to be the case. If I would have, I think I, if I would have just um, accepted it and surrendered to it, I think I would have experienced what people have reported in ayahuasca where it's like, oh my God, you're just one with the universe and you feel like unconditional love and you feel peaceful and you feel like, you know, you're just one with the, you're, everyone is one and we're all connected and you're the water and nature. I feel like if I would have completely surrendered, I would have experienced that. But because I didn't and my ego was still like, yo, we're fighting. I'm not dying. Because this is the thing. People's ego death, it's temporary. Like it's only when you're in ayahuasca. It's not like your, it's not like your ego is dead forever, right? We need the ego to survive. Um, but in the, experience, in the ceremony, I feel like my ego was just fighting like no other, like a boxer. Like it was like not surrendering at all. And that's why I feel like the experience was so fucking terrifying because that night I could not sleep for shit because all of a sudden I started, I was scared of death, which I've never been scared of death before. And I was scared of death because I always thought like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to see my angels. I'm going to see, you know, the light. I'm going to see my ancestors. I'm going to see my loved ones. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it was nothing what I thought it was. Um, so I, I was scared of death for the first time in my life. And then I was scared of aliens. I was legit scared of aliens. And I was just so heightened and so like, I can't believe what I just experienced. And I kept thinking during the ceremony um, and after, like, how can I go back to who I was? Like, how can I get back there? Like, how can I be who I was after this experience? How can I connect with anyone? How can I relate to anyone after this experience? Um, and I hear that's pretty common experience that people have. Um, and I just felt so shook and so cracked open and so terrified and so emotionally charged and so like not understanding and not getting it. And just like, what, what just happened? And I felt resentful and I felt anger towards Ayahuasca, Mother Ayahuasca. And I just was like, what just happened? But I did realize when I came back and I realized like, oh my God, I'm back that it showed me, Mother Ayahuasca showed me what's important in life. Because when I was thinking I was dying and everything, I wasn't like concerned about my business. I wasn't concerned about my body. I wasn't concerned about my, my um, how my relationship with food or like what's in my bank account or, you know, um, any of that shit, right? All I was concerned about was my family. Like I want, and who I am. Like I want to be me and I want my family. Um, and my, you know, close, close friends who they're family. Like I consider them family. Um, and that really showed me what's important, right? It also showed me that I have no control, none. Control is a fucking illusion. And if 2020 taught us anything, it taught us that we have no control in life. We can plan, 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 but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Today's not promised. Tonight's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. Like live your fucking life because we have no control, none. There is no certainty in life. The only certainty in life is that there's uncertainty in life and that we have no control. So that was very strong. Like that was a very strong message that I received. And also that like, in the grand scheme of things, like what I, it, 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 we're insignificant. Like, you know, like not, and not to take away, like, I don't want you guys to take it the wrong way. I still like, we have value. I value myself. I know I'm worthy and you know, all that stuff. And I, you know, my problems aren't insignificant, but when the energy of like, wait, 
we're not even these bodies. We're not even these human experiences. We're not even these human issues. We are energy. We are like consciousness. We like, there's so much out there, so much galaxies and like so, so much things that are so much bigger than us that like what we consider so problematic it's not even problematic. Is it like insignificant? So just release, release control, surrender, and like just live your fucking life. That's really what I what I what I took from it. And I'm still processing and I'm still, you know, figuring out like, you know, I don't know, with the aliens, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm still really processing that. And I'm wondering if. I was terrified because my ego mind, or if they were really terrifying, like they were like low vibrational energies that were terrifying. I, I don't know. I really don't. And then the point where like, I thought I was dying and I had that figure come up to me and was like, surrender, try, like, let go. To me, it was terrifying, but I wonder if that was just my mind making it terrifying because my ego did not want to die. Um, and so I'm wondering if it really was actually terrifying or not. I have no idea. I really don't. Um, so I share this. This is why I had so much resistance to talking about this because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. You know what I mean? Like it's still unfolding within myself. Um, so, so yeah, so that's what I experienced. Right. And then the, um, next day, like, so I had a lot of emotions. Right. And when I came back from that, um, retreat, it was on a Sunday, I had family over actually. And my sister was like, Oh, how was the retreat? And I was like, just, I can't, I can't even talk about it. Like it was a lot, but I have, like, I can't even, I'm still processing it. And I think she was kind of taken back. She was like surprised by it, but like, you guys just heard that experience. And this is me after a month of integrating and healing and releasing, like, catch me a month before, like when it actually happened, I was so shook to my core that I could not talk about it. And it, I felt so raw, like literally cracked open my heart. I felt so sensitive. I was like crying, like no other. I was so emotional. And I remember the next day, like I came home Sunday on Monday and I was experiencing because it really heightened my third eye. And it really, um, like, I feel like low vibrational energies were attached to me. So at night I was being woken up by energies and it was so scary because um, I have mediumship that runs through my family. Right. And when I was younger, I used to see things. I used to see spirits and everything. And I was so terrified. And I said, I don't want this gift. And I like shut it. I shut it down somehow. I don't know. I shut it down. And all of a sudden I was feeling energies. They were, it was waking me up. I was feeling um, like, uh, low vibrational energies. But then eventually like one night, like, um, Sunday to Monday, I then felt like a grandma nurturing energy. And I don't know if it was my actual grandma who passed over or if it was mother ayahuasca. Cause they say she's like a grandmother energy. I have no idea, but the next day I woke up on Monday and I was like, Whoa, I felt so raw, so emotional, so ungrounded, so like, how can I even do life? Like, how can I even live? Like, I feel I, it was just, oh my God. And I remember Isa, cause there's a WhatsApp group for us. And Isa was like, um, or no, I, maybe I reached out to her and she's like, Kel, 
you feeling cracked open, you feeling raw is totally normal because what you experienced was like spiritual surgery. Like you literally experienced spiritual surgery. So it makes sense. Like honor your energy, take rest, you know, don't push yourself, don't force yourself. Um, she's like, it's totally normal. You know, um, she was like, she was experiencing like depression symptoms. And she said in the WhatsApp group, and I'm only sharing because I know she wouldn't mind that me I'm sharing, but in the WhatsApp group, she's like, you know, yeah, I'm feeling, you know, de- uh, or I don't know her words she said, but she's like, old me would have, would have identified what I'm feeling as depression. But now I know it's just me. Like, I forget what she said, like releasing, healing, integrating, um, and that there's no right or wrong emotions. Like it just embrace it all. Um, so what I did that Monday morning is I intuitively felt called to ground my energy. I have a grounding mat. So I, I sat on the grounding mat and I lit a fire, I mean, a candle, and um, I started chanting. And I haven't chanted in so long because um, about f- four or five years ago, I had a guru and she taught me these chants, like the Lord Ganesh chant and all that stuff. And I, I did it back then four or five years ago because I wanted spiritual enlightenment. Like I wanted to grow and I wanted to be more spiritual. And it was, I wasn't doing it for the actual act of like the process of it, the journey of it, like how it calms your body, how, you know, you're being so intentional, how you're, you know, really respecting these energies. And for the first time ever that Monday, and I, I haven't chanted in a while since, you know, I ended that relationship with that guru, but I intuitively felt called to chant to Lord Ganesh while grounding and looking at the fire. And it helped me so much, but I still was so fucking frazzled. I was so shook. And two days later, I met with Elvira Cabreja, who you guys already know, she's my coach. And I, I, I honestly was resisting meeting with her because I didn't want to relive this. I really didn't because it was so scary and it was so terrifying. And I kept being woken up in the middle of the night to energies. And that was very scary for me as well. And I was just so shook. I was so fucking shook. Um, and Luckily, I had a session with Alvida and I just processed it all and I released it all and I cried my eyes out and um, she facilitated some psyche session, a psyche session with me and I was able to kind of like remove some of that emotional charge with her. And I was able to then talk about it, you know, I was able to talk to my girl Lexi about it and Um, and it really, really helped. And what just came through was just, again, like just trusting the process. And what also came through in the psyche session was that everything that I'm experiencing is what I've been calling in. I've been calling in healing. I've been calling in, um, spiritual expansion. I've been calling in, um, new identity shifts. Right. And just because it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, doesn't mean that you're not, um, on track or like, it doesn't mean that you're not, um, actually experiencing what you've been desiring to experience. It just doesn't look like what you're, what you wanted. Um, so that kind of really helped me see things differently in regards to like being woken up in the middle of the night to energies and just in general, like the whole experience. I'm like, all right, there's a reason, there's a reason why I felt called to this. And honestly, there was a death. There was a death of my old self. Like I shedded, I like, and I do feel there was an ego death to a point. Like, I don't think I completed the ego death because I didn't experience the, the high and the unconditional love and all that stuff. But I feel like there was definitely layers of ego death in that experience. And I shedded old, I, 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 I died. I literally died like in the journey, but also in real life. Well, not in real life, but like a, a part of me died. Like, 
So I'm grieving. So I was grieving that. So I, I was starting to understand that a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And what just kept coming through was like, this is what you wanted. You just, you just didn't know, like, it's just not what you thought it was going to look like, like trust, trust the process. And if you're meant to have mediumship abilities, just trust that it will come into divine timing and that you can handle this and, you know, call on your support team and really pause. Like it, it showed me the, the speeding ticket. And like, I got the speeding ticket because I'm so used to just rushing the process, like just wanting the destination and like moving past the lessons I need to learn to get there and trusting the process and trusting the journey. So what came through also was very much like, take it easy, pause, surrender, trust that you're right on time, you're on path, you're trust that this is unfolding for your highest good, trust that there's no good or bad experience and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's really, you know, where I'm at <laughs> right now. Um, uh, it was just uh, like, will I do ayahuasca again? Or that's not the right word. Cause they say like, um, you have to really respect ayahuasca, so, mother ayahuasca. So like say doing ayahuasca, like they said, like ayahuasca is a mother, a grandmother energy. Like will you do your grandmother? So like, I have to be mindful of my words, but I'm still learning guys. So, you know, be patient with me. Um, have some compassion for me because I'm still learning all this, but will I experience or sit with mother ayahuasca again? I don't think so. I personally don't, I really don't. Um, but who knows, like never say never, but I personally don't think I will ever do that again. Um, what I have been feeling called to is San Pedro, which is a different type of plant medicine, but I do know that I would, I'm going to take like a year of integration before even almost dab dabbling in, into that because, um, I just feel that intuitively. Like, I feel like I need a break from, you know, like plant medicine in general and just allow myself to integrate everything I'm learning. And also from the program that I just completed, like there's so much that I'm learning and that I'm integrating and that I'm, and I'm processing that I feel called to be like, all right, pause this. But I do feel that San Pedro keeps coming to my reality. And so I do feel like eventually I will get back into that but like not right now at all like no way um i'm still just processing so that's really where i'm at right now um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i wanted to share with you guys um oh yes the importance of integration so what that means is if you are if you decide if you do your due diligence you find a shaman that you trust you know you ask the right questions blah blah, blah google do all your research and you decide to go onto an ayahuasca journey i you must have support when you come back like 100 percent, you need to have support when you come back so i was so grateful that i had elvita i had isa to really help me out i had the group chat of the people that attended i had my my girl lexi you know i had people that could really, really support me in my vulnerability, in my, um, you know, that energy of feeling cracked open and emotional and like, you know, all over the place. Like I needed that support to help me integrate. So, because guys, I was out of commission for like, I mean, two or three weeks, I was what, what, what you would call depressed. Like my mom was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Like this medicine really, like, I thought you were going to come out glowing. And that is true. Like I, I don't get attached to my story and my experience, because 
people say it all the time. Oh, you have an ayahuasca glow. And like I said, the two people next to me literally had orgasmic experiences. And some people had some major positive, positive experiences. Not everyone had terrifying experiences. Like I want to say, I think only maybe like three or four of us had like terrifying experiences. Um, but everyone else had really, so like, don't be attached to my story, but just know it's a gamble, you know, whatever, you never know what you're going to get on this journey, but you just got to trust that mother ayahuasca will give you what is needed for your healing. That'll be for your highest good. And she'll, she won't give you anything you can't handle, but it's a lot, which is why having support afterwards is totally needed because guys, I literally thought I was going crazy. I thought I would never get back to who I quote unquote was beforehand. Um, I thought like, how the hell can I show up in my business? I can't even show up for myself. How can I show up for my clients? Like it was, it was a lot, but with the support and with just knowing that everything's temporary, nothing lasts forever and no emotion is good or bad. Like just let it flow through you because energy emotions are just energy in motion and just leaning on my supports. I was able to like come back and I'm still trying to get a groove in my like my, my schedule and showing up and you know, all that, but it's definitely, um, things have shifted for me for sure. And what I found very amazing was recently I went on the scale and I saw that I was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Now, old Kelly, before I, um, the ayahuasca experience and before joining that transformational coaching program, would have shamed, would have felt super triggered, right? Like would have been super triggered and would have shamed myself. And then I would have jumped on like some crazy ass detox to lose the weight fast. But then because I restrict myself, then I would binge eat and gain it all right back. Right. Um, and then be in this cycle of judgment and like, you know, um, shame, and then just continue on with this vicious cycle that I've been living most of my life. Right. But when I went on the scale, like it was two weeks ago, I literally, instead of being triggered, I said, okay, I'm going to love myself through it. Guys, guys, that was massive for me. That was so fucking huge. And what's interesting is a year ago, I already uncovered this because a year ago, um, I did that crazy ass detox that I've mentioned in other episodes. I gained it all back. I was experiencing a lot of shame, a lot of judgment, a lot of emotions there. And I asked myself then a year ago, what is spirit trying to tell me about this experience? Because there's always lessons in everything, right? There's blessings in everything. And that's where I work from. And spirit was telling me, and I realized this a year ago, spirit was telling me, listen, you have to love yourself first and foremost before you release that weight. Because what you've done in the past is you release weight in inches, you see differences, and then all of a sudden you start loving yourself more. And that's why it's never long lasting because you shame yourself into it. Then you start quote unquote loving yourself when it's really not real self-love, it's superficial self-love. And then when you get it all back, like you're upset. So what spirit was showing me is that you have to love yourself first and foremost, then you will release the weight, then you will, you know, start having cultivating a healthier relationship with with food, because you're going to love yourself that you're going to want to treat your body better. Like it just, it made so much sense, right? That was a year ago. And I knew this consciously, but I didn't know it. I didn't understand it on a cellular level. I didn't embody it because I still had judgment. I still had shame. I wasn't fully loving myself. And now I'm, I see it in real life. I'm like, holy shit. Like I was not triggered. I'm going to love myself through it. And guys, I've been on this challenge that I've been doing for, um, my, my trainer created it. It's like a 30 day challenge for January and you work out every single day and you meditate and you drink a gallon of water a day. 
um, and no alcohol and stuff like that and, and healthy eating and no cheat meals. And I'm on day at 12 and it's been easy guys. And that is shocking. And it's, and I truly believe it has to do with my ayahuasca journey. I don't know how, but there's, it's connected there, especially, I mean, that was my intention going into it. So I definitely feel the ayahuasca experience helped me, but also the program the, that I'm doing with Jim Fortin, the transformational coaching program. I feel like that plus the coaching that I do with Elvita, like was a beautiful, like beautiful blend of really helping me shift my identity. And it's, it's been serving me. And I had so many other realizations. Um, one is very personal. I would share with you guys, but it really involves my, my mom and my mom's relationship with my dad. And um, it's too personal for, I feel like for them. So, cause you guys know, I keep it real. Like I'm very honest. I share with you what's going on with me, but like now that it involves them and their relationship and stuff, I just feel like it's not appropriate to share. And also I feel like there's probably still some, some stuff that I need to work on some lingering shame or something. So I may speak on that in the future, but right now I'm not. But so what I'm saying is there has been a lot of realizations and a lot of um, new opportunities that presented themselves based from this experience, but I, I also can't just say it was only the ayahuasca experience because I really feel it has to do with that program that I've been in because it was so life-changing too. So I feel like it's the combination of it. So it's just been, it's been a lot guys. It's been a lot. So I, like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I know it's pretty long, but you know, I had to, there's a lot involved. I don't recommend ayahuasca for everyone. I, there's all different, like, like Issa said in the last episode, there's all different types of plant medicines out there. Like you, you, and it's not for everyone. You don't have to do plant medicine. You know what I mean? I mean, I will say there's been plant, me plant medicine has been done for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And they have, there's new research that shows that the healing, how powerful it is for healing in regards to mental illness and um, physical physical issues and all these things. Like there's a lot of research in that and helping you expand your mind, your consciousness and level up. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of truth in that. And also there's all different types of plant medicines. That's why I wanted you guys to connect with Isa first, because Isa was very straight up and saying like, there's mushrooms, there's this, there's that. And it all depends where you're at and what you're feeling called to do. And, you know, if you're, on medication, then you would have to release the medication and do it with a doctor. Like there's so many factors here. So that's why I keep saying, do your due diligence. But I will say, I do believe there is a plant medicine for everyone to at least try once, but I do not believe it has to be ayahuasca because I'm telling you, like, if I was like, I came into ayahuasca pretty stable, right? Like quote unquote, stable mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Um, and that shook me to my core. I can't imagine someone coming in that is not so, quote unquote stable, like emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Like I can't imagine like how that could be for that person. But then again, you know what? Everyone's experience is so fucking different because people say that they go in to an ayahuasca experience with, um, you know, um, let's say um, an addiction to like drugs or whatever. And they have like two or three ceremonies and then they never touch that drug again. So again, Again, it depends on the person. It really doesn't. It depends if you're feeling called to it and to do your due diligence, do your research. But is ayahuasca for everyone? No. Is plant medicine, like a type of plant medicine for everyone at least once? I do believe that. But I do feel you have to be smart about it. You have to do your research and, it, and just trust yourself and have the support. 
Okay. So I know that was a lot guys, but you know, it was just a lot, but let me know guys. I really would love your feedback. Let me know um, if you resonated with anything. Let me know if you had your own ayahuasca experience or plant medicine experience and you want to share with me, do not hesitate. Reach out in um, Instagram. I would love to know. Um, or if anything came through for you, or if any of my lessons resonated with you, I would love to know. And, you know, if you can, if you felt called to this episode and you've been enjoying it, I would love for you to take a screenshot, tag me at it's Kelly Espino. You know, if you can subscribe, rate, and, um, write a testimonial for this podcast, I would really love and appreciate that. It would mean so much to me and just so it could, you know, reach more people. And yeah, guys, that is a wrap for me. Like, holy shit, after this, because I know it's been like an hour and 10 minutes, I got to go eat something because this was a lot, like me reliving everything. But I really hope that you guys could just see my authenticity, my transparency. I just kept it really real. And this and this was just my experience. And yeah, so like I said, I may have a follow-up um, episode in a couple months. Who knows? But that is it. So thank you so much for holding space. Thank you for listening. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. And let me know like your thoughts and what um, guests or healing modalities or what topics would you like me to talk about in the future? So yeah, that is a wrap. I love you guys so much. Send you all so much love, light and positive vibes. Bye guys.